Hello everyone, this is Tim Dodd. Welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Thankful to give witness to tens of thousands, yes, and to the millions that believe it. And believes and I believe that God's going to let me live to pack it until all around the world it's been circulated. Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast today. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast where we report on the works of God all over the world as relates to the end time word. Today we are continuing playing the audio portion of A True Witness, the testimony of Ed Biskell. And as we hear this testimony, we are also hearing from the founder of the Believer's Faith Challenge Report on which this podcast is based. So now we present to you a true witness, the testimony of Ed Biskell, Episode 4, Questions of the Heart. I was pastoring, been pastoring three and a half years, and I was kind of filled with, I won't say disillusionment, but it was. We didn't know, you know, I had good friends that were Trinitarians and good friends which were Jesus only, and we didn't seem to put a lot of importance to it because no one could answer it. And uh, then I had heard that, you know, Brother Branham was now speaking some things, and I had huge, huge questions about it. But one day, just one day, one meeting, I happened to have my friend Bud Southwick, and he always stayed in our house in Dawson Creek. And A.W. Rasmussen, who used to pastor in Edmonton, and then he pastored in Tacoma. And he was a very, very dear friend of uh, brother from Chicago. And that whole community was a very close community. And so he said to me, he was in my home that one time, just once. And Brother Rasmussen said, Brother Eddie, why don't you write Brother Branham and invite him to go on a hunt? He said, you know, perhaps then you could have some meetings as well. He said, he loves to hunt, you know. And so, That was just enough to nudge me forward, and I wrote Brother Branham. I I remember writing him a letter. And while I wrote the letter, my mind was telling me, you'll never hear from him. He probably gets 100,000 letters a month. And I thought, well, this is, this just doesn't make sense. Anyway, I wrote and I posted the letter in Dawson Creek. And right after that, I had resigned the church and came down here to the west coast of British Columbia, about 800 miles south, and started to minister to the native Indian people. And about three weeks later, I got a a phone call, a letter from Brother Branham saying that he'd like to go on a hunt and perhaps we could have some meetings in Grand Prairie and Dawson Creek 
thus at tide those meetings and we arranged those meetings and and I had all these questions about the ministry about the absolute uh, is there is there some definitive absolute on the Godhead and on the baptism and oh my how the word opened up then and I uh, so that's why when I was on the platform and I say to you, I was there. And I found that what he spoke was the truth. But yet my heart had some big questions in it. But I, I see the soldier boy is called out. And Sister Clondis, people from my church are called out. And he relates exactly things that I know are taking place in their homes. And here, now I'm with him and driving up the Alaskan Highway to the hunting territory. And this is where everything changed. Because I was... One day, I, I, I actually went on the hunting trip to keep the cost down. I was doing the cooking. And uh, so one, one of the evenings, Brother Branham just said, I think I'll just go out and maybe get a rabbit or something for camp meat. And he said, would you like to come, Brother Eddie? I said, yes, I would like to come. And Brother Chris Berg, who was a dear friend of Brother Branham's, he said, uh, yeah, maybe I'll come too. Sure, Brother Branham said, why don't you come, Brother Chris? No, he said, I'm going to stay and do the dishes. He said, you go, Brother Eddie. We were camping. So we walk along, Brother Branham and I, on a path. I walk a short distance, and I could see he wasn't really interested in, it was a beautiful evening. He wasn't interested in hunting. I wasn't in, at all interested. And he walked over and a short distance and just sat on a big log. And I sat right beside him. And our knees were almost touching. And uh, so I, I wanted to ask a question. You have to listen very closely now. I was curious why all this manifestation, which was so powerful and so real, and how the basic element of it could deteriorate. And I just, I couldn't understand it. And that's why I was so disillusioned. I thought, something's wrong, something's wrong. So I said to Brother Renham, I said, how is it that people can prophesy, they can speak in tongues, they can interpret, operate the gifts of the Spirit, can preach, and they become so anointed. And I said, I know what the anointing is. And Brother Branham said, have you heard my service on false anointed ones? And I kind of dropped my head because I had not heard a lot of tapes. And I said, oh no, I'm, I haven't heard that. 
You know what the strange thing was? Brother Branham hadn't preached that for five years yet. It was five years later that he would preach that service, false anointed ones. But he said to me, he said, now the wheat and the tares grow in the same field. He said, you tell me what the wheat rejoiced in and I'll tell you what the tares rejoiced in. And I said, yeah, I still wasn't getting it. He said, in the last days, Peter said, in the last days, I'll pour my spirit upon all flesh. And he asked me about all. And I said, all flesh. He said, A-L-L. -L. But he said, not all flesh is saved. I said, yeah, I was beginning to see that there was, there was a point here that he was making, yeah? And then when he got to the wheat and the tares, I began to see. And then he said, you know, like my sheep hear my voice. Not, not all my sheep, not all are my sheep. And I begin to see, uh, yeah, there was something I really, he said, they're anointed. They're genuinely anointed, but they're wrong seed. And I begin to see that that's clearly taught in the scriptures. I would like to say to the people who hear this, I met the master. I didn't meet just William Branham, him I knew. But I met the master, the God that he served. And he said, I was riding on my horse this afternoon behind Brother Bud and the sun was warm. And I believe he said that you have three questions you want to ask me, it was exactly the truth. My heart was just completely exposed. He said the first one is on baptism. And he took them in the order they were in my heart. And the serpent seed I didn't even want to discuss. But he said, the first one is the baptism, the second one is the Godhead, and the third one is the ser serpent seed. And I knew that if he avoided the scripture, or, you know, just avoided that scripture, I knew the word of God was the absolute, but I didn't understand it. And when he said the serpent seed, I said, but Brother Branham, I was so wound up, I, ra I raised my finger, not in his respect, I just raised my finger, I said, but the scripture says, and Adam knew his wife, and she conceived, call his name Cain, for I've received a man from the Lord, he said, of course it's from the Lord. All life comes from God. Doesn't matter whether it's a right relationship or a wrong relationship, all life comes from God. And I said, yeah. He said, but you need to read the next verse. I didn't know what the next verse was. And she again bare his brother Abel. He said they were twins. That's when I knew I'd missed something. They were twins. He said, they've always been twins. Cain and Abel, Isaac and Ishmael, Jacob and Esau, he said, at, at Calvary, 
There wasn't three that died, it was four. Well, that was new. And he had his hand up like that. He said, Jesus and Judas. Jesus and one thief and Judas and the other thief. And he went like that and he said, they each took one his way. Jesus took one thief to heaven and Judas, the son of perdition, took one his way. And then I realized, he said, then there were Antichrist and Christ, Christ and Antichrist. Every, every revival bears twins. And I could understand what was happening and what I was disillusioned about. I knew one thing, that my heart had been exposed. And I was like naked before God. And uh, there was nothing hidden with God. And that's the way it was with the people on the platform. That's why he asked, not hundreds, thousands and thousands. Is that true? Is that true? It was always true. Not one time in all of the lives, in all of the years of ministry, not one time did anyone say, no, that's not true. It was always true. And that's why it was the spirit of truth. And that was the spirit of truth coming to me and I can say that all my questions were answered and have been answered by the Word ever since. And that is the truth. And one thing I can say, I met him on the log. I met the God that the woman at the well met, the same Lord Jesus. And wonderful. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Remember, friends, the bridegroom will not come until the bride has made herself ready. She must be both called and fully dressed by the Word of God. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast. You can sign up for our email newsletter at BibleWay.org. Scroll to the bottom of the page where it says Newsletter. Fill in your name and email address and click sign up. In this email report, you will receive reports of the works of God in China, in Africa, in South America, in India, Europe, all over the world. We also publish a full-color paper newsletter two times a year, complete with photographs, reports, and testimonies from all over the world. The newsletter is free. Just request it, and we would be happy to mail a copy to you. You can contact us by email at info at Bible-Believers.org. That's info at Bible-Believers.org. Or you can write to us at Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. That's Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. 
This is Mark Ajo. Thank you for being with us today. And be sure to join us for the next Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast. Thank you.